Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be? Hey, y'all. All right. It is Mindset Monday. It is Mindset Monday. Listen, my name is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living. I pray you are having a wonderful day. We are at the end um, of dealing with AIM. This is part three, part three. For those of you that may just be joining in, I am doing a series on Ephesians. I would uh, tell you to go back on the podcast or if you're watching me on our YouTube channel, listen, just scroll back through and go to number um, to our first episode on Ephesians. We're covering, we're still in chapter one, but we kind of got a little sub uh, topic going on AIM. And so today we're closing it all out, but I kind of got some treats for you because as I'm closing out this part on AIM, I thought it would be really good to share with you my daughter and I's um, story, a little bit of our story. And many of you, if you've been following me for any length of time, um, listen, I treat this like our birthday. Um, you know, just like you celebrate uh, a birthday every year, I am intentional on celebrating the faithfulness of God um, and how he brought us out. And so I love to bring her on. She's with me. She's waiting for me to call her on. But I just want to encourage someone of what it looks like to aim, right? And so just going through really quick um, a review. I've already given my intro, y'all. So I'm jumping right on in. I'm ready. And listen, let me just slow down a little bit. Mindset Monday. Mindset Monday, our scripture is founded in Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I say um, often, and I want to say it again, the key word in that is let, right? Because I always tell you, whenever, whenever we are studying God's word, we always want to say, Holy Spirit, ask Holy Spirit to show us the beautiful truths in his word. Open up my eyes so that I may see. You might be looking at a scripture that you know, but okay, God, what do you want me to see in this time period and this season. I'm reading it for the third and the fourth time. And I believe that's when we get fresh revelation knowledge, right? That rhema word where he makes it personal. And so this particular scripture is so important um, because whereas I always talk about, right, renewing our mind, Romans 12 and one through two, and really knowing that every day we want God to renew our mind. But I thought it was very unique that the Holy Spirit one day brought out let the very word let says that you have a participation in it. It doesn't just happen. Let this mind, it's like an invitation, right? And so I bring that out because it insists, it insinuates you have to choose to participate. And so Mindset Monday is my opportunity to say, come on, let's do it together. Let's renew our mind through God's word. It doesn't matter what you have going ahead of you this week. I believe that when we start in God's word, his word is our roadmap. His word, I don't 
know about you, but I don't know all things that's ahead in the week, in the year, in the months. But one thing I know is that the word of God, y'all, the times that we're living in, we can see it being manifested. The word of God predicts right where we are. And so I want to encourage you to start in the word of God, okay? And so that's what our anchor scripture is. So as I mentioned, we've been in a series on AIM. Um, we are wealthy. It started out, we are rich. Honestly, you check out last week and you'll understand. But this is what I am always praying, okay? And I want to just go deep dive really quick. Just a review. Definition of aim. It's a purpose, right? An intention, a desired outcome. The intention of achieving something. The point or direction of a weapon, a target. I use my brother in several um, examples as uh, winning the sharpshooter. When he aims, he aims to kill, <laughs> you know? And so what is our aim? Where our focal scripture is in Philippians 3 and 10, and I'm reading it in the net version. My aim is to know him, to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and to be like him in his death. And this is such a great scripture, especially as we just finished celebrating Easter. And I pray that Easter was not just limited to a day because the truth is every day, y'all, he lives in us. We are living resurrected lives, but we have to lay down, right? Lay down everything, surrender it all because it's great to say, amen, he lives resurrection. But the reality is Friday had to happen, right? Someone, something has to die, right? Jesus died for us. And so whereas we love to boast in the resurrecting power that lives within us and how situations can get up, they can, but they must go down first, right? They must die. And so this scripture is what this whole series is about. I believe as we are learning in Ephesians about how God has already given us every, all spiritual blessings, we are seated in heavenly places. There is a stance, y'all, that we should be taking because we are king's children, right? But then when we know that, okay, you got to seat at the table. I'm seated at the right hand of the father with Jesus, created in Christ Jesus. Come on, for good works, y'all, that he's planned. I'm his workmanship. We know all of this. Now what? You aim. You're not just sitting at the table for you. You're not sitting. Let's think naturally. You didn't get in the door for you. No, we must be about our father's work. So what does that aim look like? Philippians 3 and 10 tell us to know him. We do that through the power of his word. I always say on Mindset Monday, I'm here to get you fit, right? Focused, intentional, tenacious. What does that mean? Well, it's not just running down the street like I will be doing soon. No, I'm talking about inside out. Getting fit in the spirit is hearing, listening, and obeying. What does that look like? Concentrating, focused on the word of God. Intentional. What does that look like? Well, we don't want to just be hearers of the word. We must be doers. So we're going to put some steps. We're going to give him something to work with. Our faith plus works is going to get us somewhere, right? And then tenacious. We cannot be um, of those that draw back, y'all. We got to stay in our race. We have to persevere. We have to endure. No quit. So when we think about getting fit, that's a that's process, right? And so that's what I want to remind you and keep before you. Our aim is we know him through his word, but it also says to experience the power of his resurrection, which means something has to die. We're going to talk about that to share in his sufferings. I talk about this all the time. We read about it in so many um passages, James and 
And even in Peter, y'all, we have to be reminded that, listen, we're going to have to go through some things, but it's doing something. It's perfecting us. It's strengthening us. It's enduring us. Okay. And so that is what our purpose is. We want to remember, like I said, to know him, God's work is the framework for purposefully living and for doing just what aim says. Aim says, listen, what's your desired outcome? What's your intention? Well, I believe your first step is to go to the word of God. No, it is not to hire a business coach. No, it is not to go hire all the people. You start with God. And when he is your source, he will lead you into the right resource, the avenues for whatever you're dealing with, okay? So as we jump in, I gave you our focal scripture um, and I went through, through this series of AIM. I've been talking about um, the synonyms of you know, aim, and that's kind of how the Lord allowed me to navigate it. So we talked about what it means to point, to direct, train, see, focus. We really spent a lot of time on focus, and now we're going into level to, um, I'm sorry, leveling, being level, and we'll get on in that in just a moment. So I wanted to really take a moment and just introduce this next one with my daughter. Um, as I mentioned before, and I apologize. Okay, here I was getting my notes. We talked about focus last week. Um, our aim and being focused to stay alert, right? Keeping eternity in our forefront. That's in everything that we're doing. Remembering that every assignment, we're, what's our purpose? And it's Christ first, right? Christ is at the core of everything that we do. I also talked about our scripture in Isaiah 43 and 19, that we sometimes just got to focus, to, fo to forget the past, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. He's doing a new thing. Are you, do you not see it? It springs up, right? Um, we must be perceive it and know it. And it goes on to say, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Then we have another alert, right? Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So what do we must do? Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And that's where I'm going to lead in. So I want to introduce you all to what that looks like because it's great to talk about aim. Okay, I'm, I'm, I have a desired outcome. What does that look like? Well, for me, I want to show you the results of my aim, okay? And I want to encourage somebody in the faith. Meet Olivia Mia Elizabeth Bartley. Say hello. She has on her gym clothes right now because she's we're going to gymnastics in a little bit. But I really wanted to just take a moment and make this personal. This is what aiming in the spirit looks like. Many of you know, and I'm going to try to highlight it quickly. Um, I like I said, I celebrate our um, this moment every year. Not and this is not her birthday, but I'm gonna tell you why every year on Good Friday. I was diagnosed with a rare pregnancy and I was hit with one of the biggest warfare moments in our family's life. Um, we knew we were pregnant. My doctor minimized it and just simply said, hey, we need you to go to a specialist. And so we went, you know, no problem. Just thinking, hey, you know, I'm over 35. That's what they're going to uh, tell us something. You know, they almost act like, you know, you about to die when you have a baby over 30. 
But little did we know that um, I had a rare pregnancy, placenta accreta, and don't take my earring out, y'all. And that uh, she was embedded in my C-scar. So simply put, what that means, as you grow, right, you're going to hemorrhage out and die. And so immediately, I, my husband's a nurse. We did not know what was going on. He started picking up because doctor after doctor after doctor was coming in. I'm just smiling. I see the heartbeat. I'm like, all right, you know. And so then after a while, the, the lead doctor came in, sat down and basically said, I'm so sorry. We need to rush you over to the emergency room right now to abort your child. And I'm like, what? You know, and I just remember life start stopping. I mean, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. She began to explain the seriousness. This, this is only seen in medical books. You will not live. If you pursue this pregnancy, you will die. She won't make it. Well, we didn't know it was a she, but she said the baby will not make it to 19 weeks. And I was like, I'm, you know, I couldn't even move. But after coming back a little bit and um, my husband and I just really trying to talk to the staff to see if there are options. Every option we gave, no, abort. We're waiting. We need to abort now. And I remember jumping up and saying, I'm not making a decision. I'm not aborting my child. And that ended very, um, it, it wasn't a great meeting. Um, I remember almost trying to slam the door off the hinges and I just collapsed outside of the doctor's office, boohoo crying. Um, my husband came out, he called my mother and I would never forget my mother listened to everything he had on speakerphone and I was just sobbing. It was good Friday. Um, and my mom said, where is she? And he said, she can hear you. She's on the floor crying. And she said, Sharice. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, go home, baby, put your feet up. And she said, it's good Friday. She said, the Lord Jesus is going to resurrect and he going to resurrect in this situation. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know, and I just remember saying, okay. And I went home and, um, I just prayed and I was honest with God, but I knew that I was not going to abort my child. And I remember, you know, we went through many specialists and those first couple of weeks and all of them said, we wouldn't do this. You're, you're, you're going to die. You wouldn't do this, but we made a decision to stand on the word of God. Our aim Number one was to know him. We believe that to know him, we had been studying this word, taught Bible studies, been in Bible studies, um, been in our ministry as leaders and things. And now was our test. We know not just this word, but we knew him and we believed that his word was believable. And I remember my husband sitting down and saying, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm not aborting my baby. He said, I believe we're going to make it through this. And so I will be honest with you. I would love to tell you it was a beautiful testimony after that, but it was not. We went against pure hell. Um, we ended up having to walk away from the only hospital. Our case was denied by three. Um, one didn't have a NICU big enough. The other one, I mean, they just wouldn't touch us. And then the one that did was mocking us every week. I mean, every week, the pressure of abort, abort, abort. Um, I remember one doctor's office, doctor's visit in particular. Um, I walked in, my mom came, my mom joined the team. She really thought that we were exaggerating until she experienced it for herself, the warfare. She said, oh my God, I've never seen such and I mean, intention, they want you to abort this baby. And I remember the doctor came in and she said, oh, uh, you're here. And this was the doctor who initially said, you won't live. She won't live to be 19 weeks and you will die. I remember her exact words were, you will probably be walking down the street to hemorrhage out and die. That's what she said. And so when I saw her, I was furious immediately. And she said to me, 
um, oh, and my mom said, you know, hi, I'm here joining my daughter. Just want to make sure I understand this, everything going on. And her response was, oh, yes, um, I'm so glad you're here. We're just trying to, you know, work with Miss Bartley until she finishes these matriatrics of going through this birth. Y'all, I kid you not. I'm not making this up. And I want you to understand the intensity to go against the word of God. But as I mentioned to know him, we made up in our mind that we were going to believe the word of God. And not only were we going to believe the word of God, we knew that that meant we were going to suffer some things, right? We were going to go through some things. And so why am I sharing this? Because for some of you all, I want you to know just Lily, what? Don't try to button my thing. I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> I just want you to know just how real this is, what it means to aim. I don't get on my set Monday to hear myself talk. This is real. Um, for some of you, you may be fighting for a marriage. Some of you, you may be fighting for your mind. Some of you, you may be fighting for a child, a grown child. For some of you, it may be that God is using you and your business is in a, a unique transition. I don't know what it is, but what I want you to know is your aim must be to hear, listen, and obey whatever he shares with you. Your aim must be to know him through the word of his God, through the word of God. And you must know that you will experience the power of his resurrection. Y'all, we needed, we had a deathly situation. And I remember crying out to God and saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how we're going to make it. You know, no one won't touch our case. These people are mocking me. And I will never forget, y'all. And um, this particular day, I went back to the office. I was boohoo crying. And I remember the Lord said, leave the hospital. And I called my husband. I was just sobbing. I said, Holy Spirit said, leave. And he said, okay, leave. Call insurance company and say what we can do. Well, no one, we like, I'm going, we like, we're going where? You know, because the plan was to get her to 20 weeks and take, you know, we knew she would be a NICU for several months. But I'm like, what are we going to do? And the Lord said, leave. It made no sense. But we left. And little did we know, God uniquely aligned us with, I call her a little angel, Dr. Erin Burnett and the Shans UF team, health team. And she didn't make any promises, but make that long story short, she met with us and she said, this is serious, but we're going to take it step by step, but I'm willing to stand with you. And she was the one doctor that stood with me. She got a staff together and we began to pray through every step, but God opened up doors. And why am I sharing is you have to hear, listen, and obey. In that moment, leave did not make sense. It was scary. It was, um, if I be honest, it, it, I was like, Lord, our case has been denied from three different hospitals and the one, but the Lord said, leave. Let me explain to you why it's so important to hear, listen, and obey. When we gave our medical records to the new hospital, I remember waiting for them. They wanted to do evaluation before we had our first meeting. Well, my husband kept saying, you know, it shouldn't take that long to review uh, some information. He knew that didn't sound right. Then when they called us in, he was like, this is not a good sign because they don't have to call you in for that. But make that long story short, she said, who did these MRIs? And I told her and she, she, you could tell she was trying to be nice. And we like, just tell us what. And so basically she said the level of diagnosis that our diagnosis placenta creed, I want to say they said it was like maybe 60%. And so meaning, you know, this is the level. She said, you're at over 
So I'm still kind of like, want, 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 what does this mean? And my husband's eyes just got big. He said, it means if they diagnose you at 60 and they would have been preparing based on that 60, you would have got on a table and they would have cut you. And the hemorrhaging, the blood flow, they wouldn't have had the, the staff and the things set up as needed because they didn't prepare for 90. I said, oh my God. She said, you are over 95. She said, the level of, we're going to have to really coordinate every moment of this surgery. Y'all, I had over six surgeons in the room. Like it was so much, I think it was six or, or four. And then we ended up having some emergency situations come on. But what am I saying? Because I, because I listened, my life was on the line. And so God, in what seemed like we were in some deep waters to leave, he was actually protecting us. So I need someone to understand what aiming looks like, whatever that may look for you. And so that leads us into um, level. And when I'm talking about synonyms of aim, one of them was level. If your ground isn't level, you will not hit your target. Think about that. If you're aiming at something and you're you, you kind of sideways, you're going to always be off target. The word of God, y'all, aligns us. We must be aligned to God's word. It can't be some of your stuff and, and, and a little bit of God's stuff. No, we must be level. Our solid foundation must be the word of God. Psalms 143 and 10 says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on a level ground on um, Psalms 26 and 12 amplified. My foot stands on a level place in the congregations. I will bless the Lord. My foot stands in an evil, even place. Y'all, when I got ready to fight for this baby, my foot couldn't be on shaky ground. I had to be standing on the sure word of God. I had to know that what I believe, I believed. Listen, there were this. I, I didn't talk to a lot of people. The word of God was my solid foundation. We were in warfare. I didn't have time to have weak-minded, double-minded people around me. And so when we're talking about aiming to know him, to we, what are we doing? We want to do that that God has called us to do, whatever that aim is. Our first aim is, is as I described it in our scripture, Philippians 3 and 10. But what has God called you to do? What are you, what is the purpose that he has you, um, the assignment that he has you walking out? Well, we must aim and it begins in the spirit. We have to know him. We want to experience the power of his resurrection. We got to know we're going to share in some sufferings and be like him unto death. And so y'all, and aiming for whatever you're dealing with, the word of God must be our, our sure foundation. Our next synonym is line up, which kind of goes right where we at. Level is God. The alignment matters. Alignment matters. The people that I spoke to during this season, they had to be aligned with the word of God. I didn't need people calling me, girl, what you going to do? Oh, you going to die. Did they say what they said today? I never, the people that I was calling, even when I was weak, they said, ah, oh, but the word of God says, wait, we, they was sucking right out what the doctor said. Even when I was struggling a little in my faith, they were right there. And so our alignment matters, y'all. Why am I saying that? Because we have already been given the keys to the kingdom. Come on, let's think about Ephesians. Come on. I want you to think about this naturally. Have you ever, let's just think your house. You have keys to your door and your house, but have you ever just walked up to your own house and you putting the key in and you like, 
and it's not opening the door and you're like, no, I know this is the key and you steady putting in, but then you look down and realize you picked up the wrong key. In other words, you, you have access, you, that's your door, but little did you know you was using the wrong key. Y'all hear me. What am I saying? It all matters to God. We have to make sure that we're in alignment. Yes, that's your house. This your door. You know I got authority. But if you don't turn that key in the right way and turn it, you're not going to gain access to your own stuff. We must really know the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Believe in the word of God. Walk by faith. We can't just be hearers of the word of God. I know I got authority. You don't do nothing with it. So yeah, that's your house, your door, your stuff. But you ain't put the key and turned it. Come on. So that leads us to position. You are seated in heavenly places. So we must take our seat of authority. Come on, y'all. Like we have to be reminded of who we belong to. And so to, through this episode, I just, I'm sorry, during this episode, I wanted to encourage someone of what AIM looks like. And that's why I brought on my beautiful baby girl. She tired. She got gymnastics. Let him see it. Sit up. Let him see him. Come on. Let him see you. She like, I try to like she saw. I wanted you to see what aim looked like. This is what I fought for. My first aim, y'all, was to glorify God. I have to be honest with you. I knew that I was not going to abort my baby, but I said, God, if I die, and I'm not lying to you. My husband gets, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But I told the Lord, I, I haven't given you, I, I gave you my life. And so if this is what I have to walk through, if this is what, if I lose my life, but you said that this baby's life matters. The world says, oh, it's only this so many weeks you can abort, but that's not what the word of God says. And I will not be a murderer. There's a heartbeat. This baby is alive. And so I choose to honor you, God. And so, y'all, I'm telling you that in everything, our foundation must be the word of God. The world will say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It is to God. Remember Colossians 3 and 2 and set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Come on. We got to elevate the word of God to the forefront of our minds. We have to be willing to persevere and contend for the faith, y'all. Here's what 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18 reminds us. For our present troubles are small. This was, it was small. It felt big during it. I'm not going to lie. And won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Y'all, I wanted to, I wanted to please God. It was, I wasn't interested in what the world said or, you know, uh -uh, you, I wouldn't do that. You can always make another baby, but listen, you better go ahead and I would just abort. That's not what the word of God says. And the word of God must be, we must be level. Think about when you're building something, you don't build it with half the foundation slanted. There's a crack. You want that thing level. 
That must be how we begin to aim. You got to stand on solid foundation. And that must be through the leveling of the word of God, through the spirit of truth. We must allow the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, to lead and guide us. The Bible says in Psalms 32 and 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. A man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. And that's Proverbs 16 and 9. So come on, somebody call him. So this is what we must be. All of this is going to be tested. Last one, Romans 12 and 2, New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing. In other words, the world said her life didn't matter. Sit up, baby, so they can see for just a minute. Mommy, hot. <laughs> sit up for me just a minute, and I'm going to let you sit down. The world said her life didn't matter, but God said her life was valuable. This is what my aim was. My aim was upward first. I said, God, your word gives me direction and I must obey. And I believe that when I obey your word, I'm, going, I'm not fighting for victory. I'm standing. I'm, I'm fighting from a stance of victory. And this is what victory looks like. I got this beautiful little girl who had like she tired. Go lay down. I got this beautiful little girl. But y'all, I had to aim. And that aim was in the spirit. And so I pray this encourages you. I just wanted to share a practical step of what that looks like. Because the reality is, as we continue on in Ephesians, remember I said this series is going to tell us, number one, our position, right? It's going to tell us how to walk. As we get into it, Ephesians 4, Paul reminds us there's a way to walk in this thing. We're going to walk worthy of the call. But as we get down in Ephesians, we're going to learn that we got to take a stand. We're going to stand against some things, right? We're seated. And so when we're seated, we're going to aim. And so I pray what I said blessed you. I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Come on, those synonyms, that's how the Lord gave me to teach this, was to remind you that it all matters to God. And ultimately, as I started out, we must let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. We have an opportunity. He's given us an opportunity to be used by him, but it is a daily surrendering and saying, God, it's your will, your way. So I pray something I said blessed you. Have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. Bye.